Production. Recorded live. Good morning, Kyle. Uh, today is 2015, September 13, 12, 10 a.m. And uh, I'm here with uh, Rebecca from Canada and uh, MF Mike. And uh, we're going to be, this, uh, this is the first time talking to her, and we're going to be talking about her issues she's been having with uh, uh, animal person controllers, something, and uh, uh, robbing her of property. So uh, I'll turn it over to Rebecca to tell us a little bit of what's going on, uh, clue Mike in into what's going on, keep it short and simple. Well, um, basically, the uh, up here it's the OSPCA, basically animal police, um, trespassed upon my property and uh, robbed me of my property. They've taken uh, in total 36 horses, uh, 36 property, <laughs> uh, a goat, and um, some barn cats and some dogs. This has been going on since 2012. We've been in and out of court since 2012. And um, basically well, what I... Be, it started before there, right? But 2012 was when you started going to court? Well, the 2012 is when when they removed, uh, they came on the property and removed animals off the property. Before okay, that, before, was, hold on, wasn't there stuff going on before that? Like they were yeah, writing you up for this and that? There was uh, internet uh, cyber bullying going on since 2008. A group of girls on the internet would call in and get their friends to call into the SPCA and make complaints. And the SPCA would come and, and uh, issue orders, and we basically have to jump through a bunch of hoops. Um, we complied with the orders that they, they gave us, and it just came to a point where this has been going on since 2008, and um, we had one of our horses stolen, fences cut, horses let out. The local police refused to do anything about it, and um, it heated up. In 2012, they again came to the property and issued orders. After they removed horses, I was arrested, taken to jail. Um, and we've been fighting ever since. They charged, uh, charged me with animal cruelty, both criminal charges and uh, provincial offenses up here. They, after about a year and a half to two years, they withdrew the criminal charges, um, basically they knew they didn't have a case, and they proceeded with the provincial offense charges. Um, we went to trial on that, and I was found not guilty of the horse neglect and not guilty on my older dog. Um, the judge attached guilt to what she said was a shelter that looked like it could have fallen down, but never did fall down, never injured the horses. Um, so she attached a, a guilty verdict to that. She also attached a guilty verdict to um, my dogs in the house in the kennel uh, because she said there was no evidence that the dogs ever got out of the house, which the evidence was there. My the lawyer at the time just that never got to the court. And then she had said that there was enough natural and adequate shelter prior to attaching guilt to the shelter that hadn't fallen down. And there was fines attached to those two guilty verdicts, conditions put on us um, that they can come back and check for the rest of my life, the shelters, um, and that I have to allow them to come back for the next two years to check to make sure that I do not have a dog in the house. What's the problem with having a dog in the house? Well, I was found not guilty of my old dog, and the judge found me guilty of the dogs in the house because she said that there was no evidence that the dogs ever got out of the house, which no, they but, did. But hold on, you didn't answer my question. What is the problem with having the dog in the house? I, I don't know. Just she said they're going on because there was uh, one one little poop in the kennel, and there my dog had. Um, pulled apart her comforter and her pillows by the time that they, I guess, I don't know because I was in jail. They had hauled me off to jail, so I'm not sure what time they actually went into the house to get the dogs out of the kennel. 
So they were there through the night. Hold on, hold on a second. You're talking about in the house, like your house where you live or in the dog yes. house? No, no, in the in the house where I live. They most, don't they, most people have dogs in the houses? They do. But because so the house was under the house was under construction and it wasn't all neat and nice and neat and proper like, um they're basically saying that the the house the dogs were living in unsanitary conditions because there was like it was a long-haired Rottweiler, and she was shedding, and because she had um, pulled apart her pillow, and there was pillow fuzz like stuffing. They're citing that as unhygienic uh, conditions for the dogs that were inside the house. And because the judge never saw the evidence, even though there was a 10 by 10 kennel outdoors. Um, All right, we're going into too many too many uh, details that are not necessary. Now, uh, I just found it weird that, uh, you know, uh, I have the uh, animal uh, officer here, and uh, they wanted me to bring the dog in the house. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, so... You got any any questions so far, or are you want to proceed? Go ahead. Well, basically, like we went to trial on that, and see the issues that. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let let Mike speak up. See if he's got any questions. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um. So you said they charged you with criminal charges, which were the, those were dropped though later, right? Those were withdrawn after about a year to two years of going to the criminal court. Those were withdrawn. Like they kept remanding it, remanding it, remanding it. Those yep. were withdrawn. What What were those charges? Those were. The, it was the same charge, the same exact charge, animal cruelty, um, failure to provide standards of care, and... Uh, they charged under the Provincial Offenses Act, okay, and they hold on, hold on. Before you go there, um, you failed to provide adequate what specifically? The well, the, as the charge it read, uh, failure to provide adequate uh, adequate care is what they charged. So somewhere did it say that? That you weren't feeding your dog, or did they say that you weren't letting your dog out? Did they say that you didn't hug your dog? <laughs> it was basically a blanket statement um, so that they could pretty much use that as a charge to go forward. But what did they say, though? Did they say, uh, we saw the dog's nails were too long, or... They didn't curl his eyelashes. Like, what did they actually say that you weren't providing? Uh, just adequate care. Huh. Like on the warrant. On the yeah. warrant, it says. Oh, I'm just getting the warrant here. Is the warrant signed? The warrant is signed. Some of them are, some of them aren't. Some of the information to obtain is signed. Some of it isn't signed. Uh, the search warrant reads, horses and animals suffering from inappropriate standards of care uh, and inspecting and searching for evidence of neglect and unnecessary pain and suffering of animals, including lack of food, water, facilities, and inappropriate hygiene conditions. Um, it says that there are reasonable grounds to believe that we'll afford evidence and commission of the offense that honor about the 22nd day of August. Um, the city that I live in, my husband and I, as the person who owns or has custody or care of an animal, fail to comply with the prescribed standards of care with respect to every animal that a person owns or has custody care of, contrary to Section 18.1 of the Ontario Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals Act. Now, that was, they actually had two warrants, one for the house and one for the bar the barn and the grounds and the outbuildings. So those were the two warrants that they had. That was August what year? 
August 24th is the day that they came with the search warrant. What year? Uh, 2012. Okay. Okay, so there was one or two of those charges. That that was the charge. There was it was one charge. Um, one criminal, and then there was. Yeah, they charged under the Criminal Code of Canada that charge, and under the Provincial Offense charge the same charge. Under the undertaking given to the peace officer, on that paper. Um, it says killing or injuring animals, DC 445A, and that uh, was, I guess, the that's all it says is undertaking given to the peace officer at the top. That's what it says, and then there's a bunch of other stuff there. But is those that, are, is that thing signed? That is signed by. Uh, myself and one of the peace officers, that was the condition on them allowing me out of jail because they had taken me to jail at around 2.30 in the afternoon and didn't let me out until approximately 11, 11.30 that night. Okay, well, that's a serious problem. Um, I think I heard you say that the charge was killing or injuring animals. That was on the... That wasn't on the warrant. That was on the undertaking given to a peace officer. But the problem is you signed that, so you kind of agreed that you may have killed or injured an animal. Um, you probably also signed that as a defendant or an accused or some kind of a title in their in their system. So you kind of bound yourself by signing Anytime you sign, anytime you sign something, you you bound yourself to their rules. It's okay. fixable. But wasn't that wasn't that done under the rest? Yeah. Well, the was in jail. I I wouldn't go all that route. I wouldn't bother. There's easier, less hassle ways of doing it. Just pretending it it was a mistake. But that's something that has to get dealt with because you kind of agreed to everything at that point. There's a good reason for it. I'm not saying you're stupid for doing it or anything like that. I get it why you did it, but it it is a, something that we have to correct. Okay. Yeah, and she was and she was agreeing all along, you know, jumping through all the hoops. Yeah, but yeah. She didn't know anything. Yeah, and and playing their court game and everything. Yeah, she's kind of and this was before I knew anything about Carl or common law or anything. Yeah. Yeah, I and, get it. And the officer had threatened uh, he had called the fire department, the electrical department, the building department, the health department, the Ministry of Environment. There's five different agencies that he had called in on the day of, like, when he came on August 24th. So he was very aggressive. Well, <laughs> see, none of, that, none of that is really relevant to us right now. And okay. some of it, like, if, if whatever's not on paper somewhere, is probably not going to be relevant at all. Well, they 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 made us put in a new septic system. They wanted us to rewire the barn. They uh, it's on a videotape on the police videotape statement that uh, he 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 made the statement that he was going to keep coming out there and costing us a bunch of money, time if we didn't cooperate with if I didn't cooperate with him, and that's right on the video statement um, that they take when you. Are arrested. That's him so saying that. Making yeah. Do you have a copy of that videotape? Yes, I do. Do you have um, all kinds of stuff on paper, like they've sent you, like orders and and yeah, stuff like she that? Yeah, she sent me a whole bunch of that stuff already. So there's probably got, a ton of, there's probably a ton of good stuff in there to attack too, but. Yeah, I have a I have a binder like it's probably about three inches thick. Uh, thick. I have probably about I don't know three or four different binders that I've. Yeah, like, I'm not. I can guarantee you right now, I'm not reading it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all a bunch of crap. I can guarantee you that some of it would probably be pretty funny, but there's probably only like two, three, maybe four important pieces of paper in the whole pile. Yeah. Um, 
I think the point is that you made a mistake by thinking that you caused some kind of harm, loss, or injury, or that you did something wrong. And looking looking back, you realize that you actually didn't do anything wrong. There's no man or woman that's been harmed. There's no man or woman making a claim against you. It was all your property to begin with, so nobody had the right to come on your property or take your property. What they were doing was actually theft and robbery, and you require your property to be returned immediately. Yes, and what they did was the the same officer, um, he threatened in front of witnesses uh, to throw them in jail if they didn't uh, didn't back off and, and... Basically, what he said was he was going to charge them with obstruction um, at one point in time. Well, if they're willing to go to court and say what they saw and heard, that's okay. huge. Like It sounds like you got all kinds of things you could sue people for. Oh, yeah, there's, yeah, there's lots. But I would say worry about that later. Worry about getting whatever animals you can get back. Um, whatever animals you can't get back, somebody's going to have to pay for that. See, when the, this happened, the police, that same police officer, put those animals under a detention order, under a court order detention order, and the detention order reads that the animals have to be held until all court proceedings are are finished. Now, that would include as, as the appeals as well. So they've already disposed of, sold, and adopted out those animals, and in the sentencing hearing, the judge ordered the animals to be returned, um, and then she turned around and she said, oh, but the Humane Society and SPCA have already sold them, so, oh, well. Um, that's in the court transcript. But that, yeah. like... Yeah, that's that's probably pretty big. See, the, and, thing, is, the thing is, whether they adopted them out is irrelevant, you either get those freaking things back or you pay for them. If the new adoptive owners don't like it, they can sue the SPCA or whoever, but you're giving back my property. And if you can't, then you're giving me the money. Yeah. Yeah. And what they did was my vet of 17 years, they retained him on the day of the raid. They walked in. He handed me a letter stating that he could no longer be my vet on the day of the raid because he was retained by the Humane Society. So that left me without a vet. And that's basically the the kind of game plan that they've been doing all along is hiring all my professional uh, people that I call in to get, like, consulting. Yeah, I don't think they can do that. Like, even in their own legal world, I don't think they can do that. So I I probably have a case against a vet as well. That's a huge conflict of interest. Yeah, it is. Uh, There's irregular billing that he put in bills for that uh, my name is on the bill. There's another person's name on that's scratched out. It has um, canine, spayed female, and then it has the the animal that they took was a horse, which is a stud colt. So there's uh, fraud, I would say. So hold on. These these animals... um... All these vet bills, are they bills where you took your animals to the vet and paid to get them fixed up? Or Well, I have bills prior to when he came. Like, I've been, he's been my vet since 1995. I was sued because of him. I have that paper as well. Uh, he did an internal... Hold on, instead, instead of getting all this other stuff, so you have proof that, like, you have bills where you've actually paid him to work on animals. Oh, yes, yes. And he was ordered by the court to send up uh, the production uh, order by the court to send up all records relevant to my business because I, we did t- uh, trail rides and birthday parties for kids. So that's the reason why we had so many horses was because we utilized them in the business. Yeah, and none, of that, none of that really matters. Um, so the fact that you have proof that you paid to have your animals cared for shows that you haven't been neglecting them. You've been actually taking them in and getting them cared for. Correct. So they shot themselves in the foot. Another thing is that's blatant proof that they're your property. Right. So 
who are you to administrate my property? Who are you to take my property from me? Right. And those pictures, those pictures when they take the animals, and, uh, you know, I grew up with uh, horses and cows and all that, and uh, I don't see any anything that uh, seems to be abused. The animals look fine. Yeah, but realistically, that's irrelevant, too. She could go and kick her dog every day, and realistically, as ugly as it sounds, it's her freaking dog. Never mind, mind your own business. No, I understand that, but the point is, they yeah, tearing the yeah, animals out, yeah. and the pictures show there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah, yeah, they don't even have their own evidence. Like it's it's kind of irrelevant, but I do see your point, though. Even in their own, even in their own world, they can't even they don't have evidence of their claims. Well, see, what they've done now is they've uh, accumulated all these vets to testify against me. My own vet, in, in like at the review board and stuff, he got paid over $500 to, to testify at the review board against me. And now they've accused uh, probably about another three to four vets that they are on, his pay, on their payroll um, to make claims, false claims against me in court. So... <laughs> This are they doing this to a lot of people up there, or just you? Oh no, this—they're doing this to all kinds of people. There's uh, several people that they're doing. There's another girl with a bunch of dogs. They just took 71 dogs from her. So there's a lot of people that are going through the same, the same thing. It's this is how they make money. This is how they, how they fundraise. They make their money by taking people's animals, and then they'll bill you. They billed me for 186 thousand dollars. To get my my animals back, they gave me five days to pay that. But these are these are the still animals that were under the court detention order that are still under the court detention order because it's appeal before the court. Still, because they're, they're being held for evidence. But they've already disposed of that evidence, so the chain of command or the chain of custody for their evidence was broken because they didn't follow their own chain of custody. Whereas you have to account for every minute of the day, basically, when you sign that evidence into custody, you have to know what, what's going on with it. They're now using my animals um, for <laughs> trail rides, and they're, one of the agents is actually, um, uh, she's leasing one of the horses that she took from my property for her daughter. Yeah, I think the important thing to focus on is getting the charge dropped and getting the property back. Like okay. all all this other stuff, it's probably good for down the road. Some of it is, some of it isn't. But okay, even even if you decide you're going to sue somebody, um, you're still you're only going to be suing one man or one woman, and it would be for one specific wrong thing they did, even if. Even if the same guy did 20 things you could sue him for, mm-hmm. you pick one thing that he did wrong. Either okay. the one thing that caused the most harm, or maybe it's you sue him for the easiest possible win or whatever, but you would only pick one thing that he did and sue him for that one thing. So a lot of this other stuff is kind of irrelevant for now at least. Okay. What about all the people that trespassed unlawfully on my property? Yeah, you, technically, like, it sounds ridiculous, but you could spend your, the rest of your life suing people, and you could sue, like, you could probably file, like, 100 lawsuits. Like, you stepped on my property without my consent, you wouldn't leave, blah, 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 like, all kinds of ridiculous stuff. But okay. I would stick to the main things, like... If it ends up in front of a jury one day, everybody on the jury would go, yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. They can't do that to somebody. They can't do that to somebody's animals. So you pick one thing that it's a sure win. Like any judge can't turn a blind eye. Oh, my God, they actually came and they told her this and they did this. So holy crap. And the judge is going to be like, yeah, they pointed this glaring mistake out. It's so obvious and it's so heinous. Okay. So, yeah, I'm not exactly sure who you would go after and what the specific wrong would be, but there's probably a lot of stuff to fix before we get to that anyway. Okay, well, wouldn't it be basically the the 
person acting as an agent that um, perpetrated the theft? Um, there two different. It, there was. Well, it's it's also a matter of who gave the order, who put their signature down, who ordered what, and who did something they weren't supposed to do. There's all kinds of possibilities. Um, so, do you have a court date coming up or anything? Or okay, so the the trial, the two guilty verdicts that because I had two not guilty and then a two guilty on the, the shelter that hadn't fallen down. Um, I I appealed those the fines and the, that part. That is, I go to court on Monday just to. It'll probably be just be another remand because I'm still waiting for more documentation from the. I filed for Freedom of Information for like police reports and just uh, to try to figure out what I'm doing too. So that one's Monday, and then the trial for the Animal Care Review Board, which they basically took none of our evidence and ruled. Uh, in favor of the SPCA, handed me a bill for $18,000 for the latest bunch of horses that were taken on March 5th, 2015. That goes to trial on September 21st. And then what they did was they turned around and they laid seven new charges on us at the review board for uh, the animals that they just took. So they're trying to make me look out for a repeat offense. Is basically what they're trying to set me up for. Okay. I haven't, I haven't, they haven't read me those charges in front of the judge yet. Um, but then they turned around three weeks after they charged me, they turned around and charged my husband with the same seven charges. That's funny because it was either your property or it was his property. They can't, they can't charge you and him for the same horse. But they are. Um, did you say on the 21st of this month? The 21st is the week-long trial for the Animal Care Review Board. That's the appeal that uh, they ruled. They, they took my the last 25 horses and my goat and... Um, handed me a bill for $18,000. Now, that probably is more now because every day it goes up, it goes up, it goes up. So that's, that is the appeal on the 21st is for the ones that they just took. The new charges, sorry. That's your appeal? Like you're that's, appealing their decision? That's my appeal, appealing their decision, but I don't know if I'm in the right, the right court because they took, um, what the judge did was he went from he took it from criminal and he put it into civil. Uh, the first time I went before him, he took it from criminal, put it into civil, and he set a trial date immediately. And the agent looked like she was a deer in the headlights and she couldn't get out of the courtroom fast enough. But I still don't think I'm in the right court. I still think I'm in their land. <laughs> so, well, if they switched it from from criminal to civil and the other lawyer crapped her pants, that's probably good for you, but I'm not exactly sure what's going on yet. Yeah, and he also said that he would hear the viva voce evidence because what happened was in the first trial, the person that actually made the complaint in the 2012 issues um, ended up dying and never testifying at court. The only people that testified at court were the vet, the police officer, and the two agents, and of course my witnesses, but the person that actually put in the information, the, the complainant, was dead. So they never took the stand. Hmm. But that was before I even knew about Carl, so... So who who was it that complained in the first place? In the 2012, it was a combination of this girl out west in Alberta. She was friends with my daughter who uh, was peeved at us because she wanted the property and we weren't ready to give her the property yet. So they concocted this story to get the, the SPCA to come in and 
take the horses or cause me a bunch of problems. Their, their crown had disclosure evidence uh, citing death threats. She wanted to rip my throat out. They wanted to deport me. They wanted to turn me into the FBI. Uh, it's malicious prosecution is what it is. <laughs> well, what province are you in? I'm in Ontario, Sault Ste. Marie. So how is somebody from Alberta making a complaint against somebody in Ontario? She used to live here. She used to live here, and there was uh, issues between her and my husband and my daughter, and she tried to get my husband to divorce me, and there's it goes back. Yeah, that's kind of all irrelevant, too, but if she's in Alberta, you're in Ontario. Okay, if you both were in Ontario, and she claims to have seen something or something wrong was done to her, then she moves to Alberta and files a claim against you or a complaint against you in Ontario, she has to come to Ontario to court. Well, she never testified in court. She never even, I have not seen anything signed by her in any of the Crown's disclosure. There was an email sent from her email account, but it's not signed by her. Um, to, Did you have a lawyer? That's from the girl out west to the shelter manager here in the Sioux. And then what they did was they forwarded it from the shelter manager to the agent to the police officer who came and did up the warrant. So that's like double hearsay. Um, Yeah, it's impossible for her to win if she filed the complaint and didn't show up to court. Well, she's dead right now, so she—I mean, she can't testify. So. So what happened with all that? Is that over with now, or is that still going? That is the appeal for the two the <coughs> shelter and the the dogs in the house. That was that trial. That was the end. Tell them to bring their dead plaintiff forward. <coughs> uh, yeah, it's. It's not funny to say, but yeah, she she caused a lot of trouble for me. <laughs> summons her to appear, even in another province. Like I don't even know where to send the the like dead. dead or alive, real or fake. She has to get into court, and she has to point her finger across the courtroom at you and say you caused her harm, loss, or injury. If, yeah. they, if they can't produce the one who complained, there is no case. So then the charges that the 2012 stuff, wouldn't that go, just go away? Like, wouldn't that their whole case, they found me guilty on that the, the plaintiff, the, the, they never testified? It has to. Yeah, that's what I thought. See, there's two different, well, there's there's plenty, but there's two different kinds of judgments. One of them summary judgment and one of them is a default judgment and both of those you can go back and fix because either you didn't have the opportunity to um, present your side of the evidence or the other side didn't show up to move their case against you well see that what they did either way there wasn't a proper hearing and both sides didn't get their story out so both summary judgments and default judgments, they're made to be corrected. They're just okay. judgments thrown out there until somebody comes back to correct the record. Okay. So um, the SPCA keeps going under the, like they keep saying, well, she was a confidential informant, but like I have proof that she was the one that made the call because they forgot to cross out the information. Yeah, so there's have- no such thing even in the... Uh, Legal world, there's no such thing as an uh, anonymous informant. They're going to get their ass into court. They're going to show their face on the stand. There's no wearing hats. There's no wearing veils. You show up into court. You take the stand. You swear under oath or affirmation, and you point across the courtroom and say, that man or woman caused me harm. It doesn't matter if it's the FBI Mr. FBI has to come into the courtroom. If it's United States of America, United States of America, that man or woman 
called United States of America has to show up in the courtroom. Well, see, they, they had the, the police officer and they had the, the two agents testify in the 2012 stuff. Just the important. See, that's the thing. Testify to what? That you kicked his car, that you stole his wallet, that you cheated him in a contract? They testified he, he's to not the one complaining. He can't point his finger across the room and say, you did something to him. That's the yeah. whole point. They have to have a man or woman that can point at you and say, she did it. That I this caused him harm. Yeah. Yeah. And the agent, I never caused harm to. The detective, I never caused harm to, even though I wanted to, but uh, I didn't. Um, the person that actually put the complaint in um, never testified, never took the stand. So. Yeah, that's, that's a big mistake. That's a big problem. They got to go back and fix that as soon as you bring it up. Okay. So that's that is the stuff on Monday. That would be the the appearance on Monday, where I'm uh, going before the 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 judge and the crown on the other side is saying, "Well, I never perfected my appeal, like in their world, because I really don't want to deal in wo their world." Um, but I'm not sure how to flip it into to common law since this has already proceeded so far. Like, like how do I well, help? <laughs> you can correct the mistake at any time. So it would have been better to stop this before it got here. But well, I didn't. Know, I didn't know about Carl back then. Believe me, if I would have known, yeah, I would have well, known, but I didn't. So what's happened has already happened. You can't change that, but we can just go back and fix everything and uh, hit them hard. But we got to correct a few things. Okay. Um, yeah, see, the, the basic point is that you have to have caused harm, loss, or injury. So you had a cut somebody, break their bone, poke them in the eye, actually hurt them. Or you had to destroy or steal their property. They kick their car, steal their cat. Or yeah. you had to break, you had to breach the conditions of a contract, which maybe led to wasting their time or money. But you haven't caused any harm, loss, or injury to another man. Nobody can come forward and say, look, here's her name on the contract. She agreed to not feed her to pay to her horses on Sunday. Like there's no. no contract with anybody saying you have to follow any of their silly bylaws. No, so, the only thing that I signed was the thing where he said, you have to sign this in order to be released out of jail. And that's what I thought I was signing. So... But that was under duress and threat because that's what he did. He was threatened. Yeah, and I, I would mention threat or duress or anything like that. I would just say it was a mistake. Okay. Um, the judge at the, the 2012 trial didn't even allow the uh, video statement that I that the officer was trying to get me to make into evidence because she said he had made it under um, threat. She said... There was at, there was no bodily threat to injury like injury to body, but there was a threat uttered of like I'm gonna make you spend money, I'm gonna keep coming out and harassing you. So she didn't even allow that videotape into evidence. So she recognized the fact that the, the police officer was threatening me. Um. So. When is the first day you have to be in court? I go to court again on Monday. <laughs> like Monday coming up? Like yeah, like, tomorrow, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And uh, basically uh, what I had done is I had written for Freedom of Information for the, from the uh, reports and videotapes, DVDs, body cameras, any audio recordings, emails, pictures, anything that was sent into the police department. Uh, under the Freedom of Information from the 
SPCA, the Humane Society, and the Sault Ste. Marie Police Force. I don't need to know all that, but um. And I haven't gotten any of that yet. So. What is what is the hearing for tomorrow? That's for the appeal on the 2012 charge charges on the shelter what? and. What are they doing though? Is is it a pre-trial? Is it some kind of status hearing or? It's just uh, no. We haven't even set a date for trial or anything. It's just uh, basically what it's been is just remanding because I've been waiting for to get my documentation uh, to get all my ducks in a row and get all my disclosure um, because I know there's more police reports out there that I didn't get in the and the Crown's disclosures that they gave to me. We provided more police reports than they gave me. So, so um, so basically, like I, like I said to you before, Rebecca, on Monday you just go there and you try. To, this sounds really uh, hey. This sounds terrible. I can't understand what you're saying. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? <laughs> kind of. It's kind of rough to hear you. Now, let me call in with my regular phone. Um, oh, my, you can talk. I think maybe the best thing to do right now, just because Monday's not too far away, is probably just... Um, Request more time? Yeah. You don't have a lawyer or anything, do you? I don't have a lawyer for any of these proceedings. I did have a lawyer for the trial, um, basically representing okay, myself. I don't, I don't need to know about all that. I'm just trying to make sure we get Monday figured out first. Okay. Um, I think you should probably just... Um, have you been putting paperwork into this case or not yet? The, the only paperwork that I put before the court was the uh, appeal paper and the... Uh, waiver of the fines to to get the appeal that paper i put in uh, to get and i filed the appeal paper but the crown the last time i was in court she said that i hadn't per perfected my appeal which is basically the factum and the um what do you call it the, the book of evidence and all that other stuff that has to be bound and all that other crap <laughs> i haven't done that and I have to get the transcripts of the trial, which is going to be like 2500 bucks. But I've applied for it, but they haven't given me yet because the girl that did the transcripts retired. Now they have a new girl doing it, and I have to yes, go see, none, of this, none of this really really matters right now. Right. Um, and you shouldn't be paying $2,500 for that. Just... Uh, like we talked earlier, just uh, uh, get another date a month from now or later, uh, and uh, because you haven't got all your discovery, and that's it. Forget the other stuff. Yeah, the other the other one was put over till I think October seventh. So what I was trying to do is trying to get those two dates put together and see if I could get somebody to come up and help. To no, no, no. You're not going to get any help right now. There's other stuff to do first. You just yeah, gotta deliver this stuff. As, as far as Monday goes, you're not gonna pull off any amazing stunts. I would get that out of your head right away. For Monday, I would play their game, their way, do everything the way they do it, and just get more time because you haven't been given the information you're waiting for. Okay. Don't yeah, rock you, the boat at all. Don't, don't rock the boat. Don't piss them off. Don't show them any of your cards. Don't show them how smart you are. Don't let them know you have any kind of a plan. Don't do anything to set off any red flags. For okay. now, just get more time, and then we'll try and get you up to speed. We'll get some notices, some letters out there, correct a few things, and then you'll be able to start hammering them once you corrected everything. But you're going to need more time. There's really nothing you're going to be able to do by Monday. Okay. Yeah, like I told you. And it's not it's not pressing anyway because this thing is just pre-trial. They're still discussing uh, the uh, discovery and all that. So I would just say I haven't received all my discoveries, still waiting for my discovery. 
And uh, when they say, well, we're going to set this for another date, like I told you, don't set it for October 7th. That's too close. Just say okay. I have another matter in the other court up the street. So uh, I think I have something there on October 27th or 26th or whatever. Uh, can we set it for that date? Okay. That way you're pushing it down the road, you know, a little over a month. That gives you breathing room and time to do what you need to do and study and do what we need to do. Okay. So they'll probably yeah. say, you know, you say, yeah, uh, uh, you know, I haven't received all my discovery. And then they're going to say, well, we set this for another date. And listen very carefully when they start going through the dates and all that. Uh, don't say anything, right? And then they'll say, yeah, well, I can come back uh, on, uh, you know, October 1st. And then you speak up and you say, well, uh, I'm, I got another matter in the court up the street on the 20-whatever. Uh, uh, can we set up for that day? Huh? That's a whole bunch of crap that she doesn't have to get into. It's just going to get her into trouble and then get her yapping in court. No, all she's got to do is say that. I mean, when they're setting the date. I don't think that's a good idea at all. I think she should write a simple letter, and it should be to the man acting as prosecutor or whoever is on the other side, and just say, greetings, Bob. I'm not yet, I'm not ready to proceed in this matter, as I have not yet received certain documents you could maybe put in brackets, uh, freedom of information request, blah, blah, discovery, whatever. Okay. And just say, I require an additional, I require 60 days or 90 days or however long you think you need. And then what I would do is I would go there Monday early, find him. He's probably going to be in the court, the courtroom setting up, getting his files all in order or he's going to be in their little lawyer room or maybe in the lobby or who knows, but find him before court starts and go, Oh, I didn't know if I would get a chance to talk to you. I got a letter for you. I'm not ready to do this today. I need more time. And he might say, okay, yeah, no problem. And then when your case gets called, you walk up there, and he might do all the work for you and just say, yeah, I spoke to her before court and she's not ready yet. We're agreeable to more time looking at a date around blah, blah, blah. He'll spit out a date. And it might be that easy. You just walk out of there. You don't even have to say a word. Okay. The crown that I was dealing with last time, though, um, she kind of, uh, wow, she was getting kind of, flustered and pissy because she said, well, this is her appeal and um, they wanted to know if I had gotten all the disclosure because they said, the Crown said, well, we, she picked up the disclosure from us, so we've disclosed everything that we have. Now, are they going to be able to use that against me because the Crown is saying that they have given all disclosure, but I'm still waiting for the police reports and all that other stuff. So I have the right to wait for all those reports come in before. Of course, you can't move ahead if you don't have all your stuff. Yeah. No, 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 no. We're 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 missing something before that. Why isn't the freedom of information re records and everything else in the case file and in the discovery? Why did they not give you that stuff? There's absolutely no police reports uh, that I need to move forward in what they gave me. And even with the one that's going to trial, the Animal Care Review Board, there is absolutely no police report in that one. Not one. So anyway, you just do your best, you know, whatever way you can to get this thing pushed down the road as far as you can to give you okay. breathing room and, and uh, we can start doing, you know, the other stuff that we need to do. Okay. And the latter idea that Mike said is a very good idea, so you should work on that, uh, handwritten, and then, uh, you know, you can send it to us in the room there so that we can review it and make corrections and get it ready for Monday. Okay. And well, I, yeah, I don't, uh, 
don't don't piss anybody off. Don't rock the boat at all. Don't tell them how smart you are. Don't let them know you have a plan. Don't try anything crazy. Just do do everything the way they like it. Make them happy as long as you get more time. That's all that's important. Well, you know what's funny is because when I first started doing this and filing the papers, they were kind of cranky with me. And as time went on, they were getting nicer to me. And the last couple times that I went through, because they have a body scanner, like a metal detector, to go through to the courthouse, the uh, one police, there was probably 10 people that walked ahead of me, went through, and probably another five behind me. And the one police officer asked me my name. He said uh, he wanted to know who I was. And I said, well, why do you need to know? Because it was like, okay, now what did I do now? And uh, he just basically said, well, inquiring minds want to know. So I kind of think that there's somebody that has recognized the fact that I'm kind of going rogue on them. <laughs> so I don't know if that matters or not, but it just it was really weird because they didn't ask anybody ahead of me that question. They only asked me that, and they didn't ask anybody behind me. Yeah, you may be reading too much into something that's nothing. But uh, why did they need metal detectors up in Canada? Was there any buildings attacked up there? Uh, No. Just uh, copycats forcing the crap on everybody. Just a way to take away your rights and just a way to waste more money. They have two police officers in in the... scanner room, one checking and one standing beside him. So just a way to waste money. Job security. Pretty much. <laughs> Make work project. All right. So, um, you know, uh, work on that letter as best as you can. You know, you can just type it right in the chat room over there on, on Skype. Okay. Uh, the, the room that we set up. And then okay. uh, Mike can, you know, pitch in and, and help you with it. Um, you know, get the get the man or woman's name that you're dealing with, the prosecutor, and uh, and then we'll try to have something ready, you know, so you can use uh, Monday. And one thing that Mike said earlier, like meeting the the prosecutor before, if you can't do that or you're late or whatever, you can also uh, ask for a second call when you get called up there. Uh, you need a second call to uh, talk with the prosecutor. Okay. Uh, you know, out in the hall. And uh, almost every time that I've seen somebody say that, they, they allow it. And then you just go out in the hall and you talk to talk to them, you know, talk, say what's going on. I haven't received this. I haven't received that. You know, I haven't received all my discovery. I still haven't got my stuff. You know, when am I going to get it? Uh, meanwhile, you know, I need... Uh, you know, 60 days to, um, you know, until I get that stuff and, and to get prepared. And, uh, you know, then, you know, try to agree to that. If he doesn't agree to that, you go in front of the judge and then, do you know, do whatever you got to do. The only thing about pushing it, like, further and further away is they keep procuring this bill and um, they have risked my animals going to slaughter if they don't, uh, if they don't be returned yeah, but you need see the 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 thing going down the road doesn't hurt you because you're going to be doing something else now. You're going to be doing something different. So right. you're not going to be doing anything in their court. I don't think you're ever going to win in their court. Okay. So putting this down the road is just getting it off your mind and off your plate, so you can concentrate on other stuff and not have to worry about having another date in 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 a, in a week or two. Okay. And uh, and what I was saying earlier, like if they try to give you a date too close, you can always speak up and and uh, and uh, ask for it to be moved further down the road. Okay. But you, but you wait and see what they said first. All right. And, and, and the idea that I said about saying I have something on another another court up the street, uh, you okay. know, uh, can we make it for that same day? Usually they accommodate that to attorneys all the time. So if you say yeah. the same thing, what are they going to say? No, you can't. I don't know what they're going to say. 
But well, yeah, you do you do your best. You gotta you know you gotta play it by ear. That's how it yeah, works. Yeah, judge be nice so far, but I mean that patients are probably gonna run out pretty soon. But all right, I don't I don't really see what's the worst thing they can do except tell you if you don't have it by a certain date, then we're going to drop this or blah, blah, blah. Like, I think the worst thing they can do is make another date. Okay. And what if they, like, what if they do that, say, okay, we're going to throw out this appeal and uh, whatever, dismiss the appeal or whatever. I can still go after them for that issue in common law, right? Well, yeah, I don't know. See, you might have a a good chance at the appeal. I don't know. Appeals are usually pretty slim, but it sounds like there's a lot of mistakes that they did in this case. An appeal might work if you do it properly, but realistically, no matter what happens in the appeal, you can still... You can still get the charges dropped. You can still sue, and okay. you can still go through the common law to get everything fixed. Okay. Now, with the summons that they handed us, the new charges, the summons that they gave us was signed by the judge. The summons that was in the Crown's disclosure, there's no information, and it's not signed by the judge. Aren't they supposed to be the same document? Like, aren't they supposed to be duplicates? Signed by a judge? I don't know what you mean. Like the, like, the, like the disclosure that they give you, that the Crown hand you when they hand you the, like their disclosure, the copy is different. It's not signed by a judge. The summons that they handed us, like at the review board for the new charges, is signed by the judge, but the copy, the records from the court, isn't signed by the judge at all. Is it exactly, exactly, exactly the same? Just one doesn't have the signature, the other does. There's no inform. There's no information of like where the court, what courtroom, and that isn't, and the signature of the judge isn't signed. So there's one that's signed and one that's not signed. And the one that's not signed came with the crown's disclosure. So you would think that it would be a direct copy of everything. Like, isn't it supposed to be all the same? document it should be the same like sometimes sometimes they'll send out an order that's not signed but the the copy they have on record in the file at the courthouse is signed they just sometimes don't like to send out the judge's signature out into the public okay and a lot of the information to obtain like from the police that uh, in the first trial isn't even signed by the detective or or anybody like that. Like the information that he had to go before the judge to swear, that's not even signed. Yeah, there's a lot of things to think about too because um, I'm not sure if you could file a claim while you have an appeal going, but if you have a good chance of winning the appeal, mm-hmm. might be a good idea just to go through the appeal and see what happens. Okay. And you'll have more study time and you can file a claim if the, if the appeal doesn't work out. Okay. But it's kind of important that you don't go telling any of these people any of this stuff you just figured out. Don't okay. let them know that you got a plan. Don't tip them off to what you're going to do to them. Alrighty. Just, um, so All right, Monday, sounds good. Just ask for more time then. Yes. Okay. Yeah, this is all uh, recorded too, so I don't know how long, sometimes 15 minutes, sometimes about an hour, but... This call will be uploaded onto TalkShoe, so you can go back and listen to it. Okay. Yeah, and we'll and we'll uh, chat on Skype anyway. So work on okay. that letter, and then uh, you know post it. You know, we'll do it right there on Skype, and then we'll we'll deal with it. 
All right. All right. Well, well, good talking to you. All right. I think I, uh, I think I told you pretty much exactly word for word what to write in the letter, okay. but it'll probably probably need a little bit of work, a couple quick touches up here and there. But all right, I'll uh, I'll type it onto Skype and then we'll go from there. Yep. All right, perfect. Thanks very much. No problem. Okay. Good night. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.